Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose. With me, your trusted parent advisor, faithful guide, and sermon on your healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post coming to you this evening from Cartagena, Colombia. Had a couple of amigos take me downtown this afternoon. It was a nice time. Get to see more more sights and scenery and um we were just uh, I asked him how old they were. One's Leonardo, he's is twenty years old, Vente, and um Andy is Vente Uno, twenty one. And it reminded me of uh, you know, they're first of all they're taking they're they're touring around the old fat guy. And uh, it reminded me of when I was in uh, graduate school, my little cousins Chad and uh, Marcus would come to visit when I was in Texas, and we always had such a good time, and that's, it was just a real fond memory. So um, anyway, I hope I had, had, I had a good day. I hope you guys had a good day. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit this evening about the dark side of adoption. Um, was notified of a, another situation today. Um, earlier this this morning of an adoption situation which reminded me of some other situations occasions when adopted children commit suicide and I know that we in working raising our children um, there can be many challenges I know as an educator um, I have encountered families who have been through some really rough rough patches but I also know that there's nothing that impacts a family quite like when their child takes their own life. And I have known several families where this has happened. And it's such a, it's such a sad, sad thing because you know that, number one, the family did not see it coming. And number two, that that individual, that that child had to have been in the most extreme state of stress to see no other, and I'm talking children, I'm not even talking adults, to see no other possibilities for the, re the relief of, of, their, of their pain. And, you know, that's, that's just, it's something that we don't, hey Mimi, it's something in adoption that we don't talk a lot about. And, and I, I try to... Um, give you all windows and insights into into the dynamic. Just knowing that there's so much grief, so un, unresolved grief, loss and grief associated around adoption, that you know it doesn't get addressed, and parents don't know how to talk to their children about it, and they don't know when their children are grieving versus when they're not. And we get mired down in all the behavior problems and, and the day-to-day -day challenges of wanting our children to do good in school and, and have friends and just really surface-level stuff. Because at the end of the day, you know, your, your children are going to, they're going to do what they're going to do in school. School is becoming less and less, my, my, uh, my perros are barking out there. Schools are becoming less and less a measure of, of, or an indication of any degree of success a child is going to have in their future. And every year that goes by that schools continue to not, not be flexible and not do, not learn how to mold themselves around the needs of exceptional children, 
it just it gets they get the school systems get further and further away from really being an indicator of, of whether or not your child's going to be successful. But we're so ingrained and we're so conditioned to think that those report cards and those those performances in school that they mean something in adulthood and they simply do not. Or or that your kids don't have friends. Oh my gosh. I have heard more parents express concern and worry about their kids not having freaking friends. You know, very few people are lucky enough to have friendships that last a lifetime. I'm one of those people. I have friendships that have that span back as far as 41 years ago. People that I grew up with that are still my dearest and closest friends. That's rare. So, and, and then I, at, at, even as an adult, you know, my best friends, I can count on one hand at the maximum, probably eight, you know, if I extend out beyond that. And so to get, to get so absorbed with whether or not your children have friends is so irrelevant to the greater experience of their emotional health and well-being, which fundamentally sits on top of their relationship with you. The best prevention to suicide is the relationship is a solid, secure parent-child relationship, whether it's biological children, foster children, adopted children. If you're the parent of a child, period, the single biggest prevention to suicide is communication. It's an open relationship of communication and support and awareness. And when you allow yourself to get mired down in all the details and chaos and madness that life throws at you and all the stress and worry and concern and fear, then you shut down that pathway to communication. And that pathway is the only thing, that pathway is the only thing that's going to keep your child from hurting themselves. And if that pathway shuts down, it's going to be sad, sad, sad. And it, it, that, that episode, that incident, that event will affect you for the rest of your life and your children. And it's just, it's, it's an avoidable it's an avoidable situation if we'll open up communication, non-judgment, non-judgmental communication. Khalil Gibran says the entire, it was Rumi actually, not Khalil Gibran, both two of my favorite poets. Rumi said the entire world consists of love. Anything else is but a cry for help. And I just want to encourage you guys that no matter how difficult things have been with your adopted child up until this point, no matter how much you struggle, you might have yelled and fussed and screamed and ran it and broke stuff and they may have ran away just today. But tonight, before they go to bed, you go in there and you sit on the edge of their bed. Touch them or not touch them, doesn't matter. And you say a silent prayer and you tell that child that you love them and that there's nothing more important in the world than them. And if there's ever anything that they want to talk to you about, even though you know they get mad at you and scared and sad and stressed and you guys might fuss and bicker and they may feel unloved, but if, if at any time there's anything that they need to talk to you about, they can and you will not judge them. And that means if your child comes to you and says, I, I feel like dying. You know, my, my response over to that over the years to children has always been, that would make me really sad. 
That's my response. That would make me really sad. Number one, I'm grateful that they have the communication. Number two, just to be able to say to a child, that would make me really sad. I'm sorry you feel that sad. And then you just wait and be present and listen. Listen. So open up those lines of communication with your children. Make sure that no matter how bad the day has been, you end the day giving them words of support and comfort and security and just knowing that you're going to do better the next day as a parent. And you know that they're doing the best that they can. And you're going to keep doing your best to connect with them and to help them feel loved and understood. And you might mess up, but you're going to try to do better. And you guys are going to make it through. You will make it through. But you got to keep that communication open. So that's it, guys. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from our same imprints of stress and fear and overwhelm and just shut down and close off and move into survival and constrict. And when we do that, you know my little analogy of, of your cellular system. When you're stressed, you constrict into survival. And in survival, you cannot be in relationship. Or we can stop. We can take three to ten deep breaths. Breathe with me. And we can choose love. God bless each and every one of you.